Good morning, Henry Harris, another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, what do we mean when we say you are healthy? Okay, let's begin. So we're speaking here in this conversation, this podcast, about a simple truth, the the truth about our experience. We are having an experience of life moment to moment to moment. We're having feelings and moods and and concerns and um, just a whole beautiful, rich, and sometimes challenging experience of life. The question is, what's true about that experience? What, what, what do we know about that experience? Well, one way of looking at our experience of life, our feelings, our moods, etc., is to, is to view them as describing and, and describing the world around us. In other words, if we're feeling anxious, it's because there's truly something uh, anxiety-producing that we're encountering. If we're experiencing, uh, if we're experiencing uh, fear, it's because there really is something fearful and potentially dangerous that is in the world or in my life. That is one way of viewing the phenomenon of feelings, that they, that the feelings are describing the reality of life and that I should uh, take note I should take note because that's uh, potentially urgent information. Now, another way of viewing the, the, what, the truth about our feelings is to understand that our feelings is kind of like a, an internal weather. It's a flow of energy that flows through our consciousness that we are not the author of, and neither is anything capable of actually being the author of in a direct sense, meaning the feeling of anxious or fear or, or, uh, or worry it, it can't actually come from the events and the circumstances that are happening in my life. It can't actually be created by those circumstances. It can't be created by the past or by anything for that matter, because there's only one way anything gets created. There's only one way in which um, anything is being, br- being animated and sustained and brought and kept in existence. And that's through this single simple source, the source behind all being that is beyond this world, it's beyond the time and space of this life. We're experiencing our lives in time and space, but yet we have the capacity. Well, let's just talk about the truth, the, the basic point that we're making that that we're the world looks as if the events and circumstances around us are actually impacting and imprinting and shaping our feelings and our moods. It really looks like that way to me on a regular basis. And yet we know something about the nature of our experience. We know something about these feelings that we're having. There is a flow. There is something that is animating that feeling moment to moment. And when I feel a difficult feeling, it's really painful. It really does feel distressing. It's not like I'm suggesting that we're imagining the feeling. The feeling is a real feeling. It's just that the feeling doesn't have the capacity to to, to indicate some actual truth, like the metaphor I love to use regularly and the, the, the metaphor of the child looking at its shadow and feeling frightened. It's a real image. There's, there's a real shape on the ground. And it's and, and for some toddler, it could look menacing. It could look totally frightening and scary, like a monster. And the toddler trying to run from the scary, from the dark image, of course, accomplishes nothing, absolutely nothing, except to in, to kind of uh, affirm there's something dangerous here and you cannot escape it. And, and that feeling of like terror that the child feels is a real feeling 
It's just that the feeling is based on a misunderstood perception, right? Let's do, let's review that real quick. The child is seeing a real dark image on the ground. It's not like he's not, he is. He's seeing a real dark image on the ground. It's just that the feeling he's having is is really coming from the misunderstanding that he's having, the terror. The terror that he's having is really coming from a misunderstanding. So we 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 get to we get to look at our own lives with a little bit of that understanding as well. We get to look and recognize, whoa, I'm having a real feeling right now. This fearful feeling that is surging inside me. Um it, I feel it. It's like the it's like the shadow on the ground. It's a real feeling. I see it, I feel it. Now, what do I understand about that feeling? So for the toddler, that feeling tells me there's a a, a menacing and dangerous uh, monster, right? And I should, in as much as I see a, a, an accurate depiction of a monster kind of moving in sync with me, and I want I don't want it, I want to get away, right? Then I live my life and I get all agitated. That's what the toddler has going on. So for me too, I get a surge of feelings, fear or anxious or whatever it might be. And I think to myself, well, hello, obviously, if I'm feeling it, it's indicating that there's something uh, that's causing fear. There's something truly menacing and dangerous. And in that split second kind of moments consciousness that's built on a misunderstanding, the fear just comes to life. It, 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 it just kind of rockets upward. And all I know to do, and, and let me be very clear, I, I'm not describing here a technique or a methodology as to how to, dim, how to disappear that feeling. I'm not. I'm simply pointing to what is true about that feeling. And that truth is itself so precious. In Jewish consciousness, we would say that affirming that truth, that there is a single simple source behind everything, that there cannot be things causing anything in this world other than that single source. That in Jewish consciousness is was what we would call the, the commandment, the mitzvah of emunah, the mitzvah of affirming that there is a single simple source behind everything. And simultaneously, the ability to acknowledge, you know, it really feels like, oh, I'm having this fearful feeling. It's so normal that when a person feels that kind of surge of feeling, that unpleasant or distressing feeling, it's so normal that he would uh, he would look around and say, well, where's that coming from? Because I don't like it and I want to either fix it or get away from it or or hide from it. In that moment that he 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 mistakenly associates the feeling as coming from something of this world, naturally his mind starts to kind of lock into gear in this kind of high-powered analytical processing mode. Fix, run, fix, run, manage, control. That kind of misunderstanding that breeds that get going to figure out how to solve this problem only unfortunately um it kind of it 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 revs up it revs up the whole phenomenon we we live in that experience of our feeling and as we kind of dig into the misunderstanding behind our feelings it can really amplify the the, the effect of those feelings so Oh, so what I was saying is that in that moment that a person recognizes, you know, this feeling so strong, and it seems to me that it must be coming from something of this world, this person, or this traffic, or this financial challenge, or this issue from my past, or this, whatever it might be, to the degree that he really associates the feeling as coming from something, from anything of this world, 
he's 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 making a mistake and when he acknowledges wow it feels so clear that it looks like it's coming from that but i know something about how this works i know that it can't be coming from that that is a separate commandment that's a separate commandment of not to believe in idols not to ascribe it's in it's the, the there's a verse in the torah that says lo you shall not ascribe power to things other than the single simple source so that truth is precious. It is so precious. I don't know how it's going. I'm not suggesting, again, that this is a technique to, to deliver oneself from a difficult feeling, but I will say that it is inherently precious and special to, to see and understand that, to affirm those truths. And I will say this, it makes all the sense in the world to me that when a person, a person's capacity to choose that truth, to choose to 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 set aside uh the 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 revving up of the calculations and the how do i get out from under this feeling and how do i avoid the thing that's causing the feeling to the degree that a person simply acknowledges i can't i can't i can't free myself from these feelings but i know something about these feelings so not only is he accomplishing a great thing in in a spiritual sense but he's also putting himself in a much different position to 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 let go to experience in the same way that weather comes and goes he will be in a much better position to experiencing the move to experience the moving on of that internal weather there is no internal weather that stays forever it's always it's it's not static even a person suffering from difficult feelings or stress or anxiety or depression even such a person is not experiencing static no movement. No, there is movement. It might not be noticeable to him. He might be overly focused on the fact that he's not joyous and ecstatic, in which case he won't notice that there's movement. It'll be lost on him. But it's still the case that he is moving. There is movement. And when we become conscious of that, when we become interested in that, when we recognize, wow, there is an author that is authoring everything in this world, including the landscape of my internal uh, my internal emotional experience, that that's that awareness, that little bit of awareness and acknowledgement that there's an author opens me to uh, the possibility of renewal. It opens me and makes me much more susceptible to watching my experience rather than trying to fix or manage my experience. That's the basics behind what we're talking about in this conversation, the spiritual foundations of mental health, that your mental health is not uh, uh, it's not a it's not a function of uh, of the of the feelings that you're having over the course of your day or your life. It's not like if you have good feelings that means you're you're good and healthy, and if you don't, you're not healthy. And this is a one this is an opportunity to segue into transition to the topic I wanted to to speak on today. What do we mean when we say that you are healthy? So a person could be struggling or suffering from some very difficult uh, persistent mental habits, thought habits. He could be suffering from very painful uh, habits in life. It could be that there's uh, compulsions and addictions. It could be drugs or food or gambling or other things of sorts. And and it could be there's tremendous feelings of, of dark feelings and shame. And, uh, and, and in, in no way am I suggesting that that's healthy. But even a person in the midst of... Um, a tremendous feeling of of addiction or lack of control 
and being stuck in destructive choices. As painful as those feelings and as painful as those just, uh, those habits are, he remains healthy right now. Even without, even with his habit, he remains healthy. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that the 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 habit is not essential to, to to who he is. The habit is not actually a part. It's not it's not a part of of his uh, of his of his nature. He wasn't born with that habit. He himself is not consistently experiencing, as I said, there is no person in the world, no matter what his habit is, there is no person in the world that does not experience um, understanding and self-awareness that, of course, is not necessarily consistent, but he's, his, he's, he regains his consciousness at moments and then he loses it. He gets frightened. It's all built on a misunderstanding. It's no different than going back to the metaphor of the child, the toddler with the the shadow. It would be um, it, it would be hard to look at that toddler who's so terrified of his or of his shadow and say, "Well, this is a child who is um, this is a child who is doomed to uh, to a life of fear." This is a child who cannot go out on a sunny day. This is a child who's disabled in some fundamental way by his fear of his shadow. I mean, think about that for a second. If a person really was terrified of his shadow, he, he really probably would not go out of his house on a sunny day. But we wouldn't look at such a child and we'd say, well, that's a child that's disabled. We'd say that's a child who's fundamentally healthy, fundamentally well, but living his life in a misunderstanding that in a sense covers that his his true abilities, his true capacity, it just it, it it's concealed from him. But he's completely healthy right now. All that's missing is a, a, an understanding, and there is nothing defective about his intelligence, about his um, about his cognition, about his skills. It, it's a misunderstanding that there isn't a human being in the world that is not subject to that misunderstanding. Every single human being in the world, part of the human experience is our susceptibility to that misunderstanding. So how in the world would we suggest that there are such a thing as a human being that lacks fundamental health? No, every human being possesses that deep and intrinsic health, except that a person through misunderstanding can come to doubt or to disbelieve in his own health. That's all that there is. The only thing that's possible is that a person can come to disbelieve in his own health because of his misunderstanding about the nature of what feelings are and what, what, how his feelings work, what his moods are telling him about life. That's, all, that's the only thing that can happen. Now, I, I want to just remind you that I, 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 I will be the first to acknowledge that um, I experience on the one hand, I've experienced truly a uh, so many blessings, so many gifts through um, that I associate with this understanding to the degree that I've become more aware of, and I've seen have a greater glimpse of the truth about my psychological experience. I I, I just see that I'm really sometimes amazed by the way in which um, things that used to really uh, plague me or debilitate me they they don't now not but even with that even with that i am absolutely uh clear that i get lost regularly and it does 
absolutely look to me like the difficult feeling I'm feeling, the dark mood I'm feeling is a real problem that I must fix. And I really must truly labor over it. I must labor over it. I must fix it. I must find some kind of a, of a, of an exit from it. Um, that still happens to me. And, you know, sometimes I'll take action. Sometimes I'll take action that that's not nece- that's not fully necessary. What I would say is that, of course, there are places in our lives where we are responsible to make choices, where we're responsible to respond to the events that are happening. There is such a thing as we have responsibilities, we have choices to make. Life is awaiting our contributions and our interventions. But there is obviously a difference between a reaction and a response. And when I'm gripped by that feeling of, whoa, there's something really wrong. There's something really, really wrong. And I don't like this. And I'm inclined to want to react. I, I don't, I, I will be the first to acknowledge that that this beautiful understanding, it doesn't relieve me of that gripped feeling, that, that, um, that painful stuck uh, feeling. It, it doesn't relieve me of it. But all I can say is that I, I, I'm okay on some level with the fact that, yeah, life is going to include painful feelings. There will be painful moods. There will be painful dips in consciousness that I sometimes will see for what they are, and sometimes I won't. And as I'm evolving, as I'm learning and growing in this process of kind of being open to and curious about this, the truth about my my feelings, the truth about my psychological experience, the truth about life in general, as I'm evolving, what I'm coming to see is that I'm I'm becoming more frequently at peace with the unmanaged, uncontrolled way my life is unfolding. Like I don't, I don't run my life in an absolute sense. I'm not in control. Obviously, I'm, I'm not a victim, and I'm exerting efforts in 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 making beautiful choices to the extent that I can. But I'm becoming more at peace with the degree to which I, I don't manage my uh, spouse's way of thinking or feeling. I don't manage my children's moods and understanding of life. I don't, I don't have control over these things. I have a capacity to contribute. I have a capacity to speak from a place of uh, understanding uh, that is, is also a borrowed and blessed, blessedly borrowed power. I have this capacity to be with people in my life with a, uh, a wisdom that is available to me. I don't generate it. I can't call it on com- command, but I know that it's there. And when I'm when I lose touch with it, and I feel this tightness, and I feel the degree to which I I must uh, control or rebuke or react or get angry, uh, I've become more and more comfortable with the fact that you know this is um, not necessarily uh, a required response there's not i don't have to react here i can feel this feeling i can feel this feeling and i can still um be in my life in a way that my life is safe my life is good my life is healthy i'm healthy the people around me are healthy we're capable and subject to misunderstanding 
And I want to be married to a person who's subject to misunderstanding. I want to be the parent of people who are subject to mis. I want to be pa- I want to be in the world with human beings who are subject to misunderstanding and yet are healthy, because that's where I'm at. I'm I'm grateful to be a human being, to be alive, and to be a person who, by definition, is capable of misunderstanding. And included in that misunderstanding is painful feelings. Painful, dark feelings that I can't turn off like a light switch. I still want that life because it's just so beautiful. There's just so much opportunity alongside that pain. And I will be the first to say to someone who's in a lot of pain and who's not everybody is ready and interested to hear this message. And I'm not interested to share this message with someone who's who's distraught, someone who's uh, disabled by their own misunderstanding and their own pain that lives inside that misunderstanding. I, 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 I certainly do not look to lecture people about this understanding when they're in the midst of um, a distraught experience. I just know that, the, the, that it's possible to be with such a person in the same way that it's possible to be with myself. It's possible to be with myself in that experience of, of, uh, of just panic of just this sense of like, oh my goodness, this is absolutely unbearable. I must get out, but I can't get out. And how do I get out? That that revved up panicky feeling is something that it is, every human being is subject to. And we have permission to be human. We have permission to be with that experience of such narrow, constricted consciousness, and yet at, and affirming that we're still healthy. We are healthy human beings. There is nothing missing from our health, even as we are uh, finding ourselves stuck, distressed, overwhelmed. And the good news is that um, this understanding is, is accessible to everyone. It's available to us, and it's so precious. And therefore, I, uh, I, I simply acknowledge and remind myself and anyone who's listening we are healthy. We are healthy right now.